This episode of Ticket Ripper is brought to you by a healthy dose of Mountain Dew, Takis, and diarrhea. Welcome back, welcome back, and if you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Ripper Podcast. My name, as always, has been Hamin, your humble host, the greatest host of all time, coming at you alive and well from somewhere in your dreams. I'm like Freddy Krueger, baby, minus the pedophilia. Oh, and we started the podcast with pedophilia already. Awesome. Great. I've already recorded this exact same intro maybe 57 times. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I've recorded half of this episode already and i didn't like it so here i am here i am again what how you doing baby it's spooky season we're getting all scared and whatnot cuddling up with our booze watching scary movies or not even scary movies watching halloweeny movies oh and he said weenie on the podcast that's how we roll babe um Dude, I've been you. I I have been watching the movies. I know I say this every single time, but I have been, I I am Ben, and I have been watching the movies. Um, because I have, dude. You don't know how many movies I watch. I watch a I watch five hundred movies a week. Okay. Um, I come home from work. Movie. I eat. Movie. I I go to sleep. Movie. My wife falls asleep to me watching movies. Um, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Like I, I go to Sunday, I go to church after the church movie, movie, uh, come home after movie and movie one, one after the other. Then next thing I do, what do I do? A movie, bro. Uh, like I, 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 I I'm not going to say I'm like the greatest movie watcher of all time, but let me just say this. It ain't you. Let me, you think you think you can out movie me, bro? Nah, dude. I can outmovie you any day, dog. Okay. Um, and I just did the 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 rock symbol on my hands, dude, because I'm chill like that. If you are um, a video, if you're a visual learner, uh, if you absorb visual content, uh, and that's something you enjoy, you wanna you wanna have Benji going in the background on your TV while you're cooking your meals. Guess what, baby? Video podcast is back, son. Video podcast is back, son. I'm back, baby. You can see my face. You can see my my. my oh, what, I wonder what he looks like. And he, and he I, I, I would imagine that he's not like squinting when he does all this stuff. I am. I squint half of the episode. And if you want to see that squint, um, you you can you can you can find us. Take, uh, uh, the the grape and you know don't ask me why they're all different names i don't care okay you can find me um you, if you follow me on instagram if you follow me on tiktok you can find the links to take you to the youtube to the video podcast now you're probably wondering yo ben you ain't nothing dude you you you're worthless so why are you trying to like make video podcast as if your podcast is successful at all because I'm trying to I'm trying to build an enterprise, baby. You're gonna you're gonna get on me because I'm trying to get in the bag, dog. Nah, I'm trying to build this thing out, baby. And we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to go anywhere. This cult isn't gonna go anywhere if 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 I don't have a, a half screen of me and the other half of of the screen is Subway Surfers. And I want you to know if you see a video of me. And the other half of that video is Subway Surfers. Just know, it, it, it's not because Ben is trying to, you know, oh, Ben is, you know, manipulating trends in order to, you know, get himself, you know, uh, you know, higher in life. Nah, baby. If you see a video of me with Subway Surfers underneath it, I want you to know that's because your children are mentally ill. Your children is, if you ever see a video of your ch or you see your child watching a video and the bottom half of that video is subway surfers your kid needs medication dog okay your kid needs 
medication, dog. Okay, listen, I'm going to say it right now. I, and like, keep in mind, this is coming from a man of, of God. The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and his father made science so that we didn't have to worry about forgetting about our homework 87 times a day. Okay? If you want your child to be successful, powerful, um, you know, uh, rich, if you want your child to feel like a, like a, a, a sufficient adult, let me tell you right now, you gotta put the kid on some pills, okay? Because if he's watching podcast videos and he's got to half the other half of it, be subway surfers, I got some bad news for you. And it's not even bad news, but I got some news for you. Your kid needs medication. Your kid needs some chemical help for his, his attention span is is the size of a clownfish dude he got he got no attention span and if this is you if you're listening to this and you have that attention span welcome welcome to the cult baby welcome to the podcast baby there's a reason that you can look at the dates on this the last episode that i made was a month ago over a month ago now and you do, oh oh why is that oh it's probably just because you know maybe he's trying to like maybe it's like a bitcoin thing like the less of them there are the more valuable nah nah that's pure that's pure mental illness bruv i it, it's i love doing this i genuinely want to do this I have to buy my father a Highlander, and this is my ticket out, aside from the full-time job that I work on a regular basis, um, but this is my ticket out, and guess what, baby? I don't do it, because every time I sit down to, I, I don't know, like, a, it's, a, it's you know when a cat, like, sees a laser, and it's just like, nothing else in the world matters. That's me, dog. I'm sitting here t trying to, you know, set up everything to talk about movies, and you know what goes through my brain? I'd rather be watching movies. So I do that for the next eight hours. But here we are, baby. So yeah, um, if you see a video of me with Subway Surfers, uh, it's not me trying to take advantage of trends. It's me taking advantage of mental illness. Uh, <laughs> it's me taking advantage of mentally ill people. I'm getting in my bag, baby, and I don't know. I don't care how. Um, no, 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 no. I, I, like, uh, I, I hate the subway servers thing. I think it's hilarious, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, what are we even talking about? Eight minutes in, I don't know what, I don't remember what the past eight minutes just were, okay? Um, how do you like them apples? Because that's my new thing, okay? Um, let's talk about movies, because I was, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Because I've done this podcast, I, like I said before, I've recorded this podcast already four different times, so I know exactly what I want to talk about. So, like, this is not very scripted, but at the same time, it's kind of scripted, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I got on, I got super sidetracked because of the fact that I wanted to announce that I'm, I'm video podcasting, baby. So, if you want to see me do all this, I don't, I don't have, like, a super editing system or anything like that going on. It's just me, my goofy face, uh, but I'm in the movie theater right now, baby. Look at me. I'm in the theater. And if you're watching the video podcast, this is comedic for you because it's just me green screened into a movie theater. Look at me, baby. Hey, hey, I'm in the movie theater, baby. Um, <laughs> you're listening to the highest quality podcast. You're watching the highest quality video podcast on the face of the earth. I hope you know that. Okay. Um, um, so Halloweeny movies, and we said weenie on the podcast again. Halloweeny movies, um, yeah, man, uh, I watch a ton of movies. Um, obviously, I watch them in theaters because I got that AMC A list pass, baby. Um, but I also I do quite a bit of streaming. You're, I, I, I am the streaming. My boy, my boy Ben is the streaming. Um, one of the movies that me and my wife, cause like, I'm just going to get a couple out of the way. Uh, if you haven't seen no one will save you on Hulu, you gotta, it's really good. It's like, um, 
it's like an alien invasion movie, but in the format of more of like a possession movie or like a haunting movie, uh, which I really liked. I thought it was good. Uh, whoever made it really executed it well. Um, the it's for the most part, like there are no words. So it's like very emotion and like acting driven. Uh, I think the chick did a good job. You kind of get the vibes a lot. Um, it's very good. I liked it a lot. Um, what other weenie movies am I watching? Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, 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 I watched, um, or I watched for the most part, um, uh, some Tim Burton movies, Curse, uh, uh, you know, Corpse Bride. Uh, I watched, uh, the one with the dude with the head that cuts off, uh, or the, the guy that cuts the heads off, um, Sleepy Hollow with, uh, your boy, uh, Johnny, John, Jonathan Deppis. Um, I, I watched Sleepy Hollow, fell asleep, uh, at the end of it. Um, but that one has always been good. Seen it a million times. That was the first Blu-ray movie that I saw on, um, uh, on, we, we used to have a, uh, my dad used, my dad for some reason bought a Sony Vio, uh, which if you don't know, if you're too young, um, Sony Vio was a laptop. Sony used to make laptops. Mm-hmm. Companies used to make things back in the day, okay? All right? It was now just TikTok and iPhones, okay? So back in the day, we used to be a country. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sony used to make laptops called the Sony Vios. I think they, I'm sure they probably still do out there, but they used to be big. Um, and one of the things that Sony did, um, Sony was really big at like trying to get the Blu-ray out there when Blu-ray first released. Cause guess what? It didn't always used to be stream. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, yeah. Cause like back in the day, you know, it was a really big deal. The move from DVD to Blu-ray, uh, you know, higher resolution, better sound, like the whole nine, it was incredible. Um, so my dad, uh, I think he wanted to like get the best of both worlds. Um, and so he got a laptop, uh, it was a Windows laptop, a Sony Vio that also, uh, had a built-in Blu-ray player, which now I'm thinking like, is an insane, I mean, it's insane to think of, uh, uh, a, a, a laptop even having, uh, a CD slot anymore. Um, which by the way, if you're too young, we used to do that. We used, yeah, we used to have to put, did you ever, you, you know, those little Pac-Man games and all those little, all those little TikTok games that you play. Yeah. We used to have to put CDs in our things for those. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we used to have CDs for everything, and so uh, this had a Blu-ray player in it. And my dad, um, we were we were we were on Netflix, which back in the day before Netflix was a hundred percent like just streaming, uh, which I think recently they just stopped doing the Blu-ray thing. But um, you used to they used to have some movies uh, digitally that you could stream online. Um, and you have, if you had like a device that like supported the app, you could do that or, um, online on the website, you could form or you could formulate a queue of movies that they would send you physically, like the Blu-ray physical copy. Um, and they would, um, you would, it would basically like a library, which are, are a thing. Libraries are where you get books okay if you're listening to this and, uh, this and you're watching the subway surfers libraries are where you get books from it's not all amazon and audible um so um like you know obviously like you could get the the physical you know disc and you could play it and they uh, started carrying blu-rays and the, back in the day it was phenomenal 1080p was unbelievable like it, it was just it's unlike anything you'd ever seen and to think of you know now 8k coming out like we've just it, we <laughs> we've really <laughs> we've really advanced um and uh fast forward to now like it, like netflix isn't even sending uh their uh that like blu-rays anymore um like that's a thing of the past um also like best buy is like thinking of like I, I think they're in the works of like getting rid of their uh physical media completely i don't know how accurate that is but i'm you know i don't know i i might get fired for releasing that information if that's not public that's crazy i might lose my job uh no i won't because i don't work there um <laughs> Was that convincing enough? Um, <laughs> um, what am I doing? So, yeah. Um, weenie movies. So, 
yeah, Sleepy Hollow was one of the, well, that's what I was trying to get to. Sleepy Hollow was weirdly one of the first Blu-ray movies I, I ever watched. Uh, I don't think my dad knew how rated R it was, um, but I watched it anyway. Uh, it was very rated R, lots of decapitations, uh, a good amount of blood. It's Tim Burton. Tim Burton's the goat. Um, Tim Burton is also just the king of Halloween. Like, you want to do Halloween? Good luck, dude. Tim Burton's got that in the bag. I'm sure Party City has to write a fat check to Tim Burton every single year. Um, cause the boy, the boy, the boy just built Halloween, uh, other than like, you know, the slasher movies and all that. I'm so sorry. I'm 15 minutes in. Uh, I haven't talked about what I need to talk about. What I'm trying to get to is me and my wife every single year, me and my spouse every single year, we will watch um, a series of movies. Uh, We do it um, unironically. We love watching these movies. They're an incredible experience. Sorry, my nose is itchy. Um, They're an incredible experience to watch. Um, I love them. I think I've talked about them before on the podcast and I I just, I can't get enough of them. And every single year it's going to come up. Uh, and that movie series is Twilight, the vampire, uh, teen book series written by Stephanie Meyer, uh, directed by who the hell cares? Uh, (laughs) directed by the worst people you've ever heard of. Uh, (laughs) Um, that's so rude. That's so rude. I'm not a hater. I just think you can do better dude and i think you know that okay um i'm sorry i gotta get rid of this nose thing okay i'm back my nose is clear now so i won't be sniffling the whole time um but twilight well i i watch we watch them pretty much every single year uh, all of them because for some reason you know how like most um movie series like any good series worth watching uh which is a a solid roast on twilight any good series worth watching they will uh like they'll release one two uh and then four on streaming but then like three or like the most crucial one uh is not going to be on streaming and you have or it's not going to be like on on a streaming platform and you have to buy it uh or you have to rent it to watch it uh and i'm just like hmm Am I going to pay for that, though? Uh, That's what I was expecting. We thought, actually, for a little bit, we thought we had that problem with Twilight. Uh, Fortunately, they don't care if they make movie or they make money off of this. They know that we are watching this. Like, if you're not, if you're a Twilight person, you're probably watching these movies every week, right? What does that feel like? How does it feel to just be held in a chokehold by the worst teen book movie series on the face of the earth? Like, which is really saying something. Have you seen the Divergent movies? Ugh. Um... But, but yeah, um, Twilight, the, my, my issues with Twilight, like it, it's, it, there it's, see, here's the thing about it. Um, I like watching B movies or I liked watching B movies back in the day because, uh, B movies, like they, before they caught on to us, B movies would not, or they were kind of taking themselves seriously, but either because of, you know, lack of creativity, lack of vision, uh, or lack of funds, their movies ended up feeling very like bad. Um, so moments that were like supposed to be taken seriously were like ended up not being taken seriously at all because they just, you know, either the VFX were terrible, the acting was terrible, the script was terrible. Something went wrong, uh, to where the, you could no longer take that, that moment seriously. Um, so that like is a thing that I think, you know, obviously like, you know, can affect, you know, a movie like Twilight as well. Um, but uh, the thing about B movies is that now, now they caught on to the fact that we like crappy movies. Uh, so they have been on purpose trying to make their B movies garbage. And now it's no longer funny. It's no fun to watch somebody like purposely be bad at their job. It's hilarious to watch somebody actually take themselves seriously and actually try to accomplish something and to have that something just be subpar to what you can clearly see they are trying to do um the twilight series is riddled with this issue um like 
I don't think, you know, I'm not going to say that they're trying to go for the Oscars with this movie. It's a teen book series about a vampire, you know, human love, you know, triangle with a werewolf. It's written by some just horny mom. Uh, and, you know, one of the people doesn't even want to be there the whole time. But, like, the thing about it is... I'm sure whoever was either directing them or whoever was like producing this or like watching them like do all this, I'm sure they were giving them notes of like how they wanted those lines to be read. And it comes off so weird. There's moments where like Bella is just like, like the, the hormones are so like real. You can taste them through the screen. Like you can feel the hormones just seeping through your television screen. Um, it's 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 weird dude um but uh one of the things like for the for, for most like like i said they're super enjoyable i love watching them um just because of that like because they tried to take themselves like weirdly serious and it didn't end up working out because at the end of the day like when when you write and when you direct something like this if your script if you're not manipulating the hell out of it to like completely you know ground it a bit more and if your like vision for it is oh i want teenagers to watch this movie you're gonna make a crappy movie and i think as somebody who has always enjoyed a good movie uh it ends up making for a really good time uh to watch this um it's like, this is my Subway Surfers. That's what this is. I, I hate the Subway Surfers, like, trend thing. But at the same time, I love that it that it's there. I love watching videos with the Subway Surfers underneath it because I think it's so funny. Like, it's not, it's not geared or it's not, like, catered to me. But I know that there's human beings out there who this actually works for. And that's hilarious to me. Um, like to think somebody could think that these movies were actually good. Because um, they're not. I'm sorry. They are. <laughs> and But they're so good to watch. I can, It's the one like movie series that I can't like other than like. Like even, I used to be really big. In, like I used to be way bigger into Marvel than I, I think I am now. Um, uh, I still am into Marvel, but like I, I, they're definitely dying off. Um, uh, or at least like, you know, people are definitely, you know, passing them. Um, but, um, like consistently, I can't watch any movie series the way I do Twilight. It's annual, not even the Lord of the Rings. Like I used to do Lord of the Rings annually. Me and my sisters, 14 hours of movie, clean that through in one day. Um, now, nah. Now it's unheard of, but Twilight, me and, me and my spouse will sit there for days, just every moment that we can, Twilight, on the screen. Food, Twilight. Um, you know, going to sleep, Twilight. Waking up, you know, maybe Twilight. Um, but yeah, um, but the thing that I can't forgive, the thing that really baffles me about these movies is the visual effects. Um, <laughs> which, oh, here, here goes Ben and his douche bro hour. Um... Here's the thing about it, man. It, like, I can understand script. Like, it's made for teenagers. Who cares? I can understand acting. Again, teenagers. Who cares? Uh, it's, it's a book series. Like, we're not really expecting a whole lot. But what I can't forgive, even, like, the, the first Twilight movie had a budget of $37 million. Keep in mind, this is Kristen Stewart back in, the, in 2008. Um, so not humongous, you know, she had a name, but not humongous. Uh, this is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Pattinson back in the day, again, not a humongous actor. Um, $37 million. Let me tell you this after watching the twilight movie, where did that go? What did you spend $37 million on? Personally, I think I could have made that movie better with 15 mil. Half of it? You give me half of it. I'm taking you to the awards ceremony, bro. And that's probably a really cocky thing to say from somebody who's never been on a movie set whatsoever. But that's just how confident I am. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a god, bro. Do you understand that? I'm... I'm the GOAT, dude. My confidence can break through glass. And that's a joke because glass is easy to break. Um, $37 million, though. Think about that right now. 
what, what when you watch that movie, what cost you 37 mi- half of it was shot in the forest. It's gotta be free to shoot in the forest, dude. You j- it's just some trees. Who has rights in that movie? The deer? 37 million dollars. That movie then grossed 193 in the US and Canada. This is it, opening weekend, that movie did 69 million dollars. And you would think, oh, $69 million opening weekend alone, that movie 100% made hella cash, and the next one was way better. No, it was the same level of trash the whole way through VFX-wise, you know, movie-wise too, because, I mean, they don't really change. So my issue with the VFX is, like, I I get it. You know, like, some people, you know, they'll either, you know... um, that you can't even tell me that, oh, we spent $37 million on a color grading guy. Dude, You j- all you did was make everything green, bro. That movie's the most green movie I've ever seen in my life. It's so blue. It's so green. Like people in people in in wherever this wherever the hell this was, well, I don't know, like Washington, people are probably in Washington are probably like, yo, it, it doesn't look like this here, um, which you're lying. Um, but yeah, it's it's so green. Um, 37 million dollars dude you couldn't hire like a better like anything um so my thing with the vfx is because like i understand like you know 37 million dollars you know maybe you know you got a lot of you know gear to work with you know locations all that kind of stuff actors you got to pay a lot of people at the end of the day though for 37 million dollars you can i get vfx that are better than a youtube channel because that's the problem YouTube has shown that we can do so much better than this. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, well, like in 2008, you know, computers weren't that great or anything like that. I'm going to say lie because the last movie, I wouldn't really say the VFX were that much better. I think the VFX were there was a lot more going on in it because they had dogs. Um, So like in the last movie, which was 2012, keep in mind avatar has released by now so vfx there's no excuse you can make vfx unbelievable but for some reason this movie the last twilight movie which was twilight breaking dawn part two uh because they 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 were one of those cool saga people and they're like oh you got to break the last movie into two pieces because we can't tell the story in one uh you could i didn't need to watch bella and edward bone for 40 minutes um (laughs) i've been watching that for four movies like even though they never had uh they never had the intercourse and i'm saying had the intercourse because i don't know if there's any children watching subway surfers on the bottom part of this video right now but even even like since they didn't have intercourse uh in the first like four movies i'm gonna tell you right now it didn't feel any less sexual honestly at some points i was just like y'all should just bone like this is uncomfortable for me i'd rather there be let's just get one scene out of the way and let's watch the rest of the movie just unfold like i don't need this whole like like you know pent up (laughs) pent up like horniness on this movie series dude like yo i like let's just get this out of the way already (laughs) oh i can't handle this um so yeah obviously in breaking dawn part one we see them bone for like 87 minutes um and then um, in Breaking Dawn Part 2, it's all, you know, like they have a kid and the Volturi and like the people and the Russians and the, the guy who thinks that the Beatles are, you know, garbage and they all suck blood. And there's that one dude, Alistair, who's like, you guys better watch out if it comes to, if it comes to a yo, Carlisle, if it comes to a fight against the Volturi, you can count me out. And then he does absolutely nothing. That character was the most useless addition to the movie I've ever seen in my life. It was just like i wish you luck tomorrow on your fight against the volturi and i'm like hey alistair you didn't contribute anything to the story get the hell out of here okay um what was i talking about oh 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 sorry um the twilight breaking dawn part two its budget 
was way bigger because obviously when you make a movie for $37 million and the first three days gets you $69 million, you got a little bit more cash to spend. So they knew that this was this was their Avengers Endgame. This was the Avengers Endgame of teen book series movies. Um, $120 million for Breaking Dawn Part 2. $120 million. And they still can't make somebody run without just like... I swear to you, it looks like they just took a video of somebody like acting like they're running on a treadmill. And then they just take that and then just... They, it's like those crappy TikTok videos where they just grab it and drag and click it. It looks bad. And for $120 million, I'm insulted. What did you spend $120 million on? None of the actors were that big. Like, at the time, uh, you know, Kristen Stewart... Uh, Taylor Lautner and Robert Pattinson were like your biggest actors in that movie. You, you can't tell me anybody cared about Carlisle, the actor, since like the 70s, okay? So you can't use that excuse. How much did you pay for, how much did you pay the state of Washington to stand on a frozen lake? Hey, idiot, you could have done that for free. Just don't tell them. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. 120 million dollars though like and I, you know one thing i will say about like the movies after the second one they had you know cgi dogs in them so there is a little bit more going on vfx wise which i understand you know maybe a lot of the the cgi dog you know um vfx budget was you know taken up by that but even with that like i'm telling you right now you could have hired a youtube channel to do all the parts where people run really fast. And we could have made this movie 47 times better. Because, like, it's... You're bad, dude. You're bad at your job. And here's the thing. Like, that whole, like, oh, like, the budget was just not as good. And, like, we, we you know, we just didn't have as much budget for this hour and 55 minute long movie that we wanted to... You're lying, dude. That I'm I'm calling it right now. That excuse is played out. And there's one man who uh, I I'm a fan of. Um, there's one man who has single-handedly proven that multiple times, but who has proven it beyond a shadow of a doubt recently. Uh, and that is Gareth Edwards. If you have not heard of Gareth Edwards, he is the director of um, Rogue One. Uh, he did the most recent Godzilla movie, not the King of Monsters one, uh, or not the Godzilla versus Kong. Which whoever directed that one, you need to reevaluate your priorities and stop like reading comic books. Um, the guy who did the Godzilla movie, he uh, directed uh, a movie recently uh, called The Creator, which is a, a completely original movie. Um, it's uh, it, it's got a, you know it's like robot robot AI stuff. Um, John David Washington is in it, uh, which is Denzel Washington's son. Um, but here's the reason I'm bringing this up, aside from the fact that. Uh, it, it's like recently released. I want to say it's like, you know, a couple weeks ago that uh, I went to go watch it with a buddy of mine. Um, and we, gonna, I'm going to say this right now. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Story wise. Yeah. You know, sure. You know, it's some Swiss cheese. It's not the greatest movie story wise that you've ever seen in your life. I liked it. I thought like if you, if you don't think about it too much, um, it's like, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's great. I, I love the experience. Um, it flopped in the box office, which again, box office numbers now, um, after like COVID they're not real, like box office numbers now uh, are just like, you know, completely flubbed. Um, like it doesn't make sense because people aren't going to the theaters anymore, but people are streaming the ever living hell out of movies. Uh, I assure you the movie that this movie or the minute that this movie releases on streaming is going to do incredibly well. Um, it's, I loved it. I watched it in Dolby, uh, and I thought it was entertaining. Um, I, but also I go into these movies come when I watch a Gareth Edwards movies or a Gareth Edwards movie, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm going in there for like an incredible story or, or you know, script movie. Uh, even though Rogue One was, you know, really good. But again, uh, I think that Rogue One, like Star Wars, you know, had already a rich, you know, story written out. So I think that, you know, that, that, that was a really big help for him in that case. Um, but with movies like Godzilla or, um, uh, sorry, um, the creator, um, he's just kind of building this from the ground up. Here's the thing about it, though. 
uh, you know, tracking back to the Twilight, like you can't make that excuse about your VFX anymore. This movie um, was made with $80 million. And I kid you not, it looks better than anything I've seen in Marvel um, ever, um, like VFX wise. It's unbelievable how good this movie looks. Um, and it's solely like it, it, it doesn't come down to money. It doesn't come down to, you know, one of the big things that a lot of people are like, you know, freaking out about, uh, um, which I was one of the people who like, you know, really, uh, thought about that as well is, um, he shot it with a $4,000 camera from, uh, from Sony. Uh, you can buy it at Best Buy. You can buy some, you know, lenses for it. Uh, and you can like, you know, uh, you would imagine you can get the same look, but you can't. Uh, and the reason is because the the reason why the camera is like wasn't a humongous deal. We didn't need to spend twenty thousand dollars on a camera. Uh, was because the, Gareth Edwards one and the, my buddy and I were like we've been arguing about this for a while now. Gareth Edwards, in my opinion, I think is one of the best um, like directors visually um right now um because he can take and my argument was he can take a movie or a franchise or a concept that it has been played out you know be it you know uh space you know movie space operas like um star wars be it you know giant monster movies which we've seen before like people do with pacific rim uh, and other movies like that godzilla has been done a thousand different times um and you know robot ai movies we've seen those before too he can take movies like that and ground them uh visually um and give them a completely different breath uh you know maybe the story isn't as different as like you know anything else um but at the same time when he brings his vision and his execution to it um it, it makes for a beautiful beautiful movie um and that is what i think the creator really shows is that you don't need 120 million dollars to make a movie that's well done um again like story-wise it's swiss cheese you can find a lot of plot holes in it if you look hard enough and if you care about that enough other than that like it's every frame in this movie i didn't find one frame that I had a humongous problem with as far as VFX go. It was masterfully executed. Lighting, VFX, like everything. Gareth Edwards has a mind. He is one of like the like best visionaries that I've seen when it comes to like movie right now. Um, and, and like it really just comes down to like he knows what he wants the movie to like look and feel like. And he thinks about that all before he gets to the filming part. Um, whereas like other movies, like they, like they, they do this all in post, which is why these movies end up feeling like there was no passion. There is no vision. There is nothing behind them. It's because there isn't when you make something without intent of what you want it to end up like, it's going to, it's going to end up feeling like you made it to fit a million different, uh, you know, a, a million different like versions. Um, that's what Marvel is struggling with right now. They want their movies to be manipulatable from by you know uh, it, for to to fit whatever like kind of you know bracket they need it to fit. And what that ends up making their movies feel like is like it they they feel soulless. Um, that was one of the things that um, like Captain America: Winter Soldier uh, you know changed for them was that it felt grounded, it felt real, it felt good, uh, it felt fast paced and gritty. Um, versus like what we got with um like i'm just gonna off the top of my head uh thor love and thunder jesus christ dude what the hell was that movie um, <laughs> i i can't really tell you anything about that movie other than i didn't like it um and like even like you know thor love and thunder like had the you know guardians of the galaxy in it and like even seeing that movie like it wasn't terrible it wasn't 100 percent horrible but it was just it felt like what marvel wanted to be doing at the moment um and it felt you know cheesy and deadpan and just kind of like uh you know it felt soulless versus um guardians of the galaxy 3 oh my god guardians of the galaxy 3 or um What's it's called? Um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. That it feels like whoever was behind the that whole like thing, which in this case were the directors, you know, Sam Raimi and um um what's his face? Um 
I don't even, I, I'm not even, you know, try to entertain, you know, what his name is. Um, but, but between them, like, they had, an, they clearly, and you can see it because of how they made the movie. They had an idea of how they wanted that movie to go. And they executed it perfectly. I loved volume three of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved the creator because I love it when people have an idea and execute that and they prioritize that over, um, you know, something that maybe is a little bit more glossy. And so that's, that's why I'm saying you can't, you, you can't hide behind your budget anymore. You can make a movie like absolutely phenomenal, which I'm not going to say the creator was hundred percent like perfect. Um, but it's, it, it like, it speaks for itself. Like the movie, when you watch it, it's awe inspiring. It's incredible what he was able to accomplish. Um, with a, a such a small budget, but B like, like a minimal blue screen. Like most of this stuff was shot on location. It, it, it really takes us back to like where movies came from and how like, you know, people have thought like, oh, well, computers and like blue screen and all this kind of stuff is like advancing so much. Like we don't even need it. We do. We do. This movie proves that blue screen is great. You know, VFX are great. Like, yeah, I definitely think that VFX artists are underpaid, which is great that they're striking now. But here's the thing about it. We can't, we can't act like there's the, the like, it's better than the real thing. You know, it, it just simply isn't. And you can try to save yourself a buck, but at the same time, like movies that try to save themselves a buck don't end up saving themselves a buck. They end up spending, you know, hundreds and hundreds of million dollars to make a movie that's subpar. You know, maybe it's maybe it's ambitious in its storyline. Maybe it's an, maybe it's incredible to see how many like top tier A list actors are in the movie. But at the end of the day, like, what am I really getting out of this? Like, what? How does it feel? Does it look good? You know, I would say like like Marvel. Um, some of their stuff ends up looking really good. Like Multiverse of Madness, I was a really big fan of. Um, certain parts of the Spider-Man, you know, um, movie were, were, you know, were, were I was a really big fan of. Um, the, uh, the, the, what's my call? It's um, the, oh, there, there it goes. I'm done talking about this, I guess. There it goes. But yeah, like certain movies, like, you know, the, the end game ones, like they, they did a good job, like visually, um, they were incredible. The creator still like puts them under the, 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 underwater, like still drowns them as far as VFX are concerned. But it, there's just a glossy thing about them. Um, this episode was way too serious. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't make enough jokes about Robert Rodriguez or anything like that. Um, I liked the creator. My buddy who I went to go watch it with did not. Um, to be fair, one of the things he keeps bringing up, because uh, well, we talk about this to other people as well, one of the things we keep bringing up is there was a scene uh, at the, like pretty close to the beginning of the movie where John David Washington and somebody else, uh, the, the chick that he's in love with, what's her name? Um, Gamachan, uh, or Gamachan, who's incredible um, uh, and just a human being. I, I like her. She's cool. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about her, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. She's kind of cute. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's a scene where they're like holding hands. They, they're like holding hands and they have them in like this, like interlaced finger, like, you know, thing. Um, and then the scene like cuts away to something else and then they have their hands not interlaced anymore. It's like a, like bro handshake kind of thing. Um, and my buddy who I went to go watch this with, he noticed that. And I personally think that that ruined the whole movie for him. <laughs> I think because he brought it up like minutes after and I was just like, ah, yeah. And then like immediately after he was just not into the movie. Like after once we, once it was done, he was just like bringing up all this thing. And he brought up that. He was like, there's just like, you know, continuity errors like that. And I was just like, yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up, dude. And so like every time we talk about this with other people, I'll bring it up and I'll be like, keep in mind, 
like he ruined the movie for himself 10 minutes into the movie because of a continuity error in like the filming of it. <laughs> I find it so funny because he's a very like, like that is his twilight. Like that is his moment of like, you could have put a little bit more care into the movie when all it ended up being was one shot, one shot. If we're being real here where people's hand were interlaced and then not. And that just showed him that, like, I don't know what happened, but that, like, told him that this movie just didn't have enough care taken into it. it meanwhile, I'm over here in awe of these VFX, thinking to myself, like, how do you accomplish this with $80 million? How do you accomplish? What is the, why is it that this movie looks so much better than anything that movies with 220 million dollars are, are able to do um and again it just comes down to this dude being one of the greatest directors of our age but because his story and his like topics aren't you know award-winning or not incredible um he gets pushed off to the wayside which is fine for me, I guess. I, I love him, and I mean, if he's going to be underrated, like, I'm down, G. Um, go watch The Creator. Um, don't, don't, get, don't get caught up in other people's box office flop things. It's something you definitely got to see. Um, this is one of those few movies that I will tell you, like, you have to see it. Like, even if you're not into, like, sci-fi or robot AI movies or anything like that, like... I mean, I guess they, if you're not into robot AI movies or sci-fi or anything like that, probably don't watch it. <laughs> it's very sci-fi. It's very AI robot. Um, but the thing about it is, like, it's just, it's, they, you know, obviously they try to put some heart into the movie itself. Like, the characters, um, there's a relationship between the child and the, like, main character, which is John David Washington. Um, I think that there is something there that they could have explored a lot more. Uh, that they did not. Um, but here, the thing about it was like, it, like, if you like visually, like, that's the thing about it. It's a hundred percent. Like it's merit is it's visuals. It is unlike anything I've seen, uh, recently, like even with like, um, one of the big, like sci-fi directors, um, is uh, Neil Blomkamp or Blomp, Blomp, Camp, whatever his name is. Uh, the guy who did Chappie and District 9, he was huge in the sci-fi realm. Um, and Chappie was one of those movies that, or was one of the movies that I would say, like, you can uh, compare this to the most. Um, because uh, of, you know, it's, you know, uh, how, like, heavy it was on, like, the, you know, AI and, like, the robot stuff. Um, which, again, like, he did a really good job on that. You know, Neil always, or Blomkamp, whatever his name is, always does a really good job. Um uh, but like, I think there's a different like version of that in this, um, in that like Neil's, uh, Blomkamp's movies, like they always do tend to like, they, they do have a different vibe to them. Um, I mean, it's different directors, different visions. Um, I think Gareth has this very, it's not necessarily even just cinematic. It's like he, it's like their vision is just. Each frame seems like a photo. Um, each scene seems like it's set up like a like a photo. Um, so like the lighting is just perfect. The like composition is just perfect. It it feels like every frame was made with intent versus prioritizing a story. Um, which, you know, some people, you know, that's way more important to them, you know, having a, a great, like jaw dropping story rather than having like the vision and all that, which, I mean, I understand like that's a hundred percent, like, you know, a story is a huge part of movies, but if you have a story with no vision or it, like it ends, it can end up being like, you know, just useless or it can end up being a really good movie with just garbage visuals it's just you know some you know you end up with some like you know people just standing in a room it like at that point you might as well just make it a broadway move or a broadway show um which is nothing against broadway it's just like you know obviously you're just on a stage you know acting and you know there's a story versus with like gareth edwards his movies they are on the other side of that coin of like they are 
massive, massively uh, vision based, um, but they lack in story probably. Um, wow, that's it. That's all I got to say. Somehow, hey, here's the thing about it. This podcast, you're listening to the greatest podcast and watching, mind you, because I got video set up, baby. You're watching the greatest podcast of all time. I talked about weenies, Halloween movies. I talked about Twilight. And then somehow, because I'm incredible at this job, somehow I was able to tie Twilight, of all things, into a movie about robots and sci-fi. My segues in this show are unmatched. I am the greatest podcast host of all time. And you have been listening to the greatest podcast of all time. And it's now, baby. That's the thing about it, too. You're not listening to, you know, a podcast made years ago. This is now, baby. Maybe, you know, I make movies or I make a, I'm, I make podcasts a little late about certain movies. But in, at the end of the day, it's now, baby. This is your time. I'm on your time making, making podcasts about movies you can watch right now in theaters. Because... That's what we do. And you know why? Because of this right here. This podcast, me inside of this theater, super convincing inside of this theater. This is the greatest podcast of all time. And you know what's the best part? You know what's the thing I truly, in my heart, love the most about this podcast? Is that this podcast is for you. And it's for me. It's for all of us. Nobody, nobody is excluded from this family. I don't care who you are. You like, you, you like the, so you like uh, the, the haunted or the, the, the nightmare before Christmas. I don't care. You, I might be a little bit annoyed by you, because you Broadway kids just have to chill for a second. You theater kids have to just relax for one minute. It's just some Puerto Rican guy making rap songs, dude, about it, like Edward Hamilton or whatever the hell his name was. I don't care. I'm not a patriot. But you got to relax. His name is Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's name is Lynn? His name is Lynn Manuel Miranda, and you're putting him on the cross like he's Jesus Christ. Oh my God, Lynn Manuel Miranda, he's here to save us from the music. <laughs> oh my God, Lynn Manuel Miranda, please, please save us with your fat beats. <laughs> with your fat bars you ever here's the thing about it you ever think you ever think Lin-Manuel Miranda has once just like <laughs> this is hilarious for me to think about do you think Lin-Manuel Miranda when he's writing his things he's just sitting there with a notebook bobbing his head just like and so the constitution and the revolution and he goes bars no because he knows dude he knows Lin-Manuel Miranda is a con artist, bro. He's a subway surfers dude, huh? He's making a buck off of you depressed, lonely people. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda is a, is a con artist, bro. You think he genuinely looks back at his lyrics and think, or he looks back at his like shows and thinks that he did a great job? My guy. A fifth grader wrote those lyrics, <laughs> and so we made ex we 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 made electrocution, and we you know prioritized its its execution. If my name is isn't Benjamin Franklin, um, then you know these chains are gonna be a Shanklin. I don't believe in slavery.
I think it's really bad. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. I don't know who's my dad. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, dude? What, dude, if you think Lin-Manuel Miranda doesn't laugh at his own lyrics, you're out of your mind, dude. That movie about New York, I think I've talked about this before in The Whites, that movie about New York where he's just like, yeah, it's great to be poor and want to win the lottery. You should all just stay here on Fifth Street instead of moving to a city where your rent isn't $1,500. Alexander Hamilton, I'm Puerto Rican now. <laughs> Dude. Dude. The thing about Lin-Manuel Miranda, too, is like, yeah, you know, he's Latino for sure. You know, nobody's doubting that. But at the same time, Lin-Manuel Miranda has involvement in cultures he has no business being involved in why is the dude writing raps dude why is why do why are we letting this dude write songs for a movie about hawaii like were people in hawaii busy why are we having this dude write? <laughs> we act like this guy's here to save us from music <laughs> bro you guys it, it, wait, dude i watched um what was it? We watched The Little Mermaid recently. <laughs> and the thing about Little Mermaid is like, here's the thing about The Little Mermaid. The one with um, Halle Bailey. Um, so here's the, the thing about it is the music. It was already written, bro. We, You know what the last thing that The Little Mermaid needed? It was more songs but not even more songs you cut songs the whole time i was watching that movie i'm like oh my god i'm so excited for that song where the crab gets cooked that is hilarious it's awesome it's italian as hell which isn't racist mind you because italians don't have souls uh <laughs> But the, but the thing about it was they cut that out. And what did we get instead? I got that scuttlebutt. <laughs> I got that scuttlebutt. Let me tell you a little thing about what I saw. I went through the window and I saw this chick. She was in the mirror brushing her hair. And who was it? It was that octopus chick. Whoa, I got that scuttlebutt. <laughs> I got that scuttlebutt. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna pee. Oh my god, I'm gonna pee. The scuttlebutt, dude. And it was, it was Aquafina rapping with David Diggs, who is a crab in this movie, and talking about just, I got that scuttlebutt. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating, dude. <laughs> it's so, it's so good that you, that you think that Lin-Manuel Miranda's a god, bro. Don't, listen, I don't want to, I have a bad habit. <laughs> Can you, I have a terrible habit of saying bad things about people whose careers are way better than mine. I am nothing. That's one thing you have to understand before you come into this podcast. I am nothing. I have no involvement in the movie area. I have no involvement in, you know, I don't even know how to write. A, I don't think I could rap a bar to save my soul. But here's the thing about it. Me, as a fat Latino man in Texas... I understand that it's not my job to try because I don't have anything to say in the form of bars. If I wanted to write Norteños, maybe I'll do that. But the last thing I'm going to do is go to this Little Mermaid movie 
with a black Little Mermaid, which let's just sit here and like, like let, let's just sit here and realize how monumental that is. <laughs> How incredible that is, how awesome she was in it. And let and what I'm not gonna do is go to that movie and be like, you know what this movie needs? Mm, the scuttlebutt. <laughs> like, dude, you gotta relax. You gotta pull your ego back a little bit. Put the crab getting cooked back in. Take your stupid little rap song out, cause you, it, it's fine, okay? You're not Kendrick Lamar. You're not you're, you're not Drake, bro. It's okay to be a Puerto Rican who can't rap. Bad Bunny's doing it. Look at him. He's doing a great job. And like Beso Pluma, he's doing a great job at being a Latino who doesn't rap. You're fine, bro. You're fine, okay? We don't need you to rap about New York, bro, or about the scuttlebutt, my guy. Whatever the hell that is. Oh my god, dude, I'm sweating. Lin-Manuel Miranda gets me heated, bro. Um, what was I saying? I was trying to be inspiring, and then I went on this whole rant about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, you are a part of this community, and even if you love Lin-Manuel Miranda, guess what? Here's the thing about that. I still love you. Okay, I can't stand half of the things that you people love, but I still love you because no matter who you are, what kind of person you've become, what you do on your regular basis, unless it's like crimes or like hurting other people, I love you still the same. No matter what, I don't care. You know, maybe you might be a little bit annoying. Maybe you might, maybe your views are a little bit different than my views. Like, like if you, if you, if we can chill and if we can, you know, both just agree that, you know, certain things are certain things and other things are other things, then I, we can still chill. I still love you because you belong here. That's the thing about this podcast. That's what I was trying to get to with all this before Lin-Manuel Miranda distracted me, is that you belong here. This is your home. You want a community that will accept you regardless of whatever you do? You want a community that's not going to judge you based on things that you do or things that you say or what kind of a human being you are? Guess what? This is it. I love you. We love you. You are a child of the rip now. You have been embraced into a community that loves you. You have all of that power now. What you gonna do with it? My name is Benjamin, the greatest podcast host of all time of the greatest podcast of all time. You have been listening to Ticket Ripper Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at thegreatbenbino, T-H-E-E, two E's, Great Benbino. Great spelled normally, Benbino, spelled B-E-N-B-I-N-O. That's pretty much my handle everywhere, TikTok, Instagram. I'm on YouTube now, too. You can find the video podcast there. It might go up a little later than the audio podcast, but it'll be up. And you can watch it. This is, this is where you belong. And this has been all I have to say about all of this. I will see you on the next podcast. I hope you have a great week. I love you. Be good. Tell your mom that she's cool. Tell your dad that he's, that he's, it's okay. Tell your dad it's okay to be okay. And that it's okay to be a little, a little unmasculine, you know? Sometimes you just want to get your feet soaked in water and have a little Asian lady just, you know, like paint your nails. And that's not a racist thing. It, they, Asian people are the best at doing the nails. That's why they do it so consistently. 
It's not, be, it's not, it's, it's not because nobody's forcing them to do it. It's just, they're like, like we are the hundred percent best and we're going to charge $250 for it. Honestly, sometimes when I see people's nails done, I'm like, they should have charged you 400 for that. I, my, my spouse, she, they do their own nails and uh, it takes them like 12 hours. I'm like, yeah, they, somebody should have charged you $1,800 for that. They're underpaid, which is disgusting. But also, I'm underpaid, which is also disgusting. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to close this up. You belong here. You belong wherever you are. You are perfect the way that you are. Unless you hurt people, which if you do in any way, shape, or form, you're a bad person, and I hate you. Don't do that anymore. But if you're a good person. And if the things that you do don't hurt other people, and keep in mind, you might not exactly know that you're hurting other people, so look inward. If you hurt other people, I, I'm not going to say I 100% hate you. If you don't know that you're hurting other people, look inward. But if you know that you're hurting other people and you keep doing it, I hate you. I hate you and you don't belong here. All right? We, we don't accept that here. If you hurt other people on purpose or you knowingly hurt other people, you don't belong here. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here. I said, beat it, punk. This has been the Ticker Ripper podcast. This is all I have to say about everything in the world. I'll see you next week. Bye.